This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. What's going on? Welcome into episode 52 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and it is summer. It's hot as hell here in St. Louis. So you know what? We're going to bring the heat on this podcast. Yes, that was corny. Yes, it was meant to be. But we're going to bring back the cool, no one cares power rankings. We're going to do a summer edition. So that's going to come at you later in the pod. But before we get cooking on some topics, let's welcome in the guys. Tommy Freeze Pops here in St. Louis in studio with me. Hello, Tom. Hello. How is everyone doing? That was a weird intro, that but was, Steve Cerruti, yeah. Steve <laughs> executive producer of the Will Kane Show, is checking in from Bristol. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Nothing. I mean, I usually say what's good, and I was actually thinking about saying, like, all right, maybe should I change it up? And then I heard Tom just say hello in a creepy-ass <laughs> way, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should stick with what's good. Yeah. Take us through your thought process. Why do you think that tone was a good idea? I kind of like to just switch it up, you know? Hello. And we're Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I like to come in with a different <laughs> sort of like, thing at the beginning of every episode and see where we go from there. I you sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire on Xanax. <laughs> hello. Yep. 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 <laughs> okay, well, here's where I want to start. I did something pretty weird, and it's not even that weird. It's very common, but it was weird for me over the weekend. My girlfriend and I went to an estate sale. Have you guys ever heard of an estate sale? Have you ever gone to an estate sale? If not, let me fill you in. Um, I've never been to an estate sale. That's when you just buy dead people stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I've never been either. And it kind of <laughs> I, I've feels never like been a creepy it thing weird. to do. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a garage sale on steroids. But dead people. This one, yes, happened to be someone who died. And we kind of just ransacked their house. Uh, it could be from a divorce or bankruptcy. Basically, it's just like liquidating someone's assets. But yeah, this was in this beautiful home in this great part of St. Louis. I had seen a flyer for it. And I said to my friend, <laughs> wow. I was like, like, yeah, Flyer. The, yeah, well, like a sign in the grass. What are those called? Like, well, I guess just a sign. Yeah, that's really morbid. Sign. They have signs sign, for those. Lawn sign. Yeah, yeah, but it was through um, an antique store that I really like, and I said to my friend, "Oh, this antique store is hosting this estate sale. We should check it out. It's in a really nice neighborhood. I'm sure they've got some good stuff." And it was the weirdest thing I've ever done. So you walk into this house, and it you can just tell someone died there you know i mean it just feels heavy it felt like we were sitting shiva a little bit i'm not gonna lie and by the time i had gotten there it had been rummaged through there was some good stuff left but clearly people were waiting there as soon as the doors open to ransack this place everybody knows you gotta get there early gotta get there early obviously (laughs) and uh, i actually went on the second day so everything was 50 percent off oh okay so it's the worst of the worst (laughs) And it was just so strange because you walk room to room and it's just the remnants of someone's life. And you could tell it was kind of an elderly person because all the games they had were from way before my childhood. You know, like Rummy Cube. Yeah, which is a great game. Edition one. (laughs) No digital games. All board games. All VHS movies. Old books. Interesting. Bad art. (laughs) I did end up buying something i got this great kind of mirrored hollywood regency style table it kind of looks like it's from studio 54 and drugs may have been done on it at one point Mm. but i loved the aesthetic i love the vibe and it was 50 percent off i got it for 50 bucks this table probably costs like two grand normally what is it called i want to look it up what's the table what style of table is it it was kind of like a hollywood regency table let me look it up too to make sure so i can I got to be honest. I have no idea what that type of table. Yeah, I don't is. either. So what well, is it? We're like not all bougie glass. Like the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like all glass, like smoked mirrored glass. Yeah. That feels very like 1970s. <laughs> I think I know what you. I think I know what you're talking about. I see it on Wayfair. What's up? Oh, I love Wayfair. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but instead of having 
to spend thousands of dollars on something on Wayfair and pay for shipping. I got it for 50 bucks and a guy mm. put it in my trunk for me. But a dead guy used to own it and or did drugs woman, off of it. Or a woman. They've died on true. it. You never know. So they don't tell you what type of person used to live in this house. You just see their assets. I, mean, I feel like I'd want to know the backstory. Honestly, the drugs, would add, stuff. the drugs would add character to it, too. I mean, I'm not mad about that. You could, you know, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> right. I would love it if it used to. <laughs> you just get a contact high from putting your, like, coffee on the table. <laughs> for sure. Oh, well, you know, to me, it's a conversation piece then. Like, did you know this table was once owned by a dead drug lord? <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. But it was just so strange. So then at one point they said, hey, in five minutes, we're going to do the the bag situation. I forget exactly what they called it, like the bag game. And I was oh, like, God. what is the bag game? And they go, everyone has to leave the house. We, re- we pass out bags, like plastic bags, and everyone has five minutes to put whatever they can fit in the bag, and you can take everything in the bag home for $5. <laughs> That's sketchy. It just feels so dirty to do this to this I person. Know. Yeah. In my mind, of course, I curated this wild story about this precious elderly lady <laughs> who had hoarded all of her family's belongings, and they everything was so sentimental to her and meant something to her. And then here are people shoving it in a plastic bag for five bucks. <laughs> what did you put in the bag? You Nothing. had to do it. I you bu- didn't play the bag game. I did not play the bag game. I bought my table. My friend bought a great watch for $7. Whoa. And then we, we were like, we got to get out of here. This sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I. That's depressing to think about, like my like uh, my ultimate death at some point, and be like, okay, people just like rummaging through my shit to be like, oh, all right, let's see how many much of Steve's shit we can fit in a bag for five bucks. Or how whatever. many of these like, soccer jerseys? That's can we fit so in here? depressing to think about. Be like that. My entire life is just like this sale of people who are like, oh, can I get this for? Can I get ten dollars off? I know, and it, it also made me sad because. You know, you buy these things throughout your life. Some of these things, like maybe she saved up to buy this table and then it's basically worthless when you die. All of these things that mean something to you, material possessions that you fill your home with when you die, if your family doesn't want them, it's like... Yeah, what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, what what normal, what wouldn't happen? I mean, like, yeah, I get why, like, also, you know... I remember when my grandmother died, like, she had a bunch of shit in her house and, like, I, I don't know who would want that stuff, like, but... Like, are your family supposed to take it? That's kind of awkward. Like, some of the stuff, yeah. But, like, she had a gigantic... It was funny. We actually took... Uh, my my grandmother was, like, a... She loved to go to, like, Macy's and JCPenney. Or and she ended up buying, like, one of these giant snowmen that was, like, the display <laughs> for Christmas. She was, it wasn't even on sale, and she bought it. So, like, we ended up just inheriting that after she died. So we have this giant <laughs> snowman from JCPenney. And you're like, is that the kind of stuff you see at these sales? Like, who, is, who wants this stuff? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Everything you could possibly imagine. There was a Chicago Blackhawks jersey. There was this table I bought. There was... I mean, like I said, my friend got a watch. And you were there day two. Day two. There was pots and pans. Anything you could think of. Pots and pans. Pots and pans. pans? Cookbooks. Hey, you can get them There was lawn furniture. There was chandeliers, lamps. There was ashtrays. All of these (laughs) things that you could possibly. And then, you know, what else I thought was bizarre is now I walk around my apartment and I'm like, if I were to die, would people think I had good taste? Oh, yeah. Would people I think they want would. to buy my things? <laughs> yeah. I'd really want that antler thing that you have all that stuff uh, hanging off of. Oh, my race medals? Oh, that thing's cool. <laughs> you would have an antler. It's pretty thing. cool. You know it is. I got that. I got it's that. very Michelle. I got that hey, at an antique uh, fair, at a vintage fair. That makes fair. me think. Have you ever, remember that piece of art you bought that was like, that like you plugged into the wall? Uh, do I remember? I stare at it every day. It's my prized possession. You actually put it up? Does it work? 
it not only hangs up, it's where I sit and do all my prep for the show, and I plug it in, and I bask in the neon glow of my one oh, wow. big art purchase. Because okay. <laughs> I wonder if like some random person would be like, who the hell bought this thing? What? Well, like, you know? Well, let me tell you. That piece of art was the best investment I've ever made because I bought it at a low cost, and the last painting that guy sold went for $60,000. Whoa. Okay. So you're just hoping that you can cash this thing in at one point. So I have an early work by him, and if he continues to grow- Oh yeah, that that could be worth some coin. This is going to be something, something good for that the grandkids. I would literally put wow. in my will. Okay, wow. that's not going at, to an estate sale. Okay, all right. So I can't get it for fifty bucks. Bummer. <laughs> fifty bucks. If someone buys that for fifty bucks, burn that. Well, how 50 am I supposed to know? On my grave. <laughs> but how am I supposed to know any of this stuff is worth anything? I don't know. Like I don't know anything about art. Well, here's the thing. I would imagine you that know, the, like the original Mona Lisa could be in there. I would be like, I don't know, five bucks. What are we thinking? <laughs> Have you have you seen the Mona Lisa in, in real life? No, uh, no, never not been to France. As you. Well, Steve, I know you've been to Europe. I didn't know if you went to the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> I did not, no. Okay, uh, hot. Not even a hot take because a lot of people say this is very underwhelming. Mm. The Mona Lisa. Yeah, I mean, I, how could it not be? It's a picture of a woman. It's really small. Like that's all it is. There's a lot of tourists taking selfies with the peace sign. And you, you're kind of on the outskirts looking at it, and you're like, really? Yeah, can you this even thing? get that close to it? Nah, you yeah. can't get that close to it. And even if you do muscle your way up there, you're like, all right. Cool. I'm, I've seen better. i got to be honest, though. I feel that way about most art. Not, Me too. I, yeah, I don't I'm not it. trying to be, like, mean about it. Although, I mean, that exhibit in St. Louis, the guy the that did Wiley the, I mean, exhibit. Those, those were awesome. Kennedy Wiley is insane. Those were cool. Uh, but generally, I see art, and I'm like, oh, cool. No, that's yeah, impressive. I don't, I don't get art. Uh-huh, don't cool. Get it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Like, it's just not for me, I guess. Obviously. Like, how do you determine this guy who sold this whatever for $60,000? Like, how do, like, why, what makes it so great? I don't understand. Well, I mean, we don't have enough time to get into this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Art, you just, art you basically pod. just called me a simpleton and we're like, you know, we don't, we don't, bless your heart, we don't have time for this. Bless your heart, Steve. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of layers that go into appraising a piece of art. Okay, this is actually kind of funny now that we're doing this. Uh-oh. I have told friends in my second life I want to curate an art gallery. Like, that's what I want to do, right? And um, I think art sales could be really interesting because you could really just weave a tapestry of lies about a piece of <laughs> yeah. art and really, really sucker somebody into paying some heavy coin for something that's pretty dumb. You just I mean, pretend think, that things are, like, meaning other things yeah. or, yeah, like, totally. that it's painted I a certain way. I figure that happened every or... time. Honestly, art is in the eye of the beholder. I truly believe that. I don't care if it costs five bucks or 50 grand. If you love it, buy it. I mean, obviously, if you don't have 50 grand, don't buy it. But, you know, it's all relative. Some people like Renaissance art. Some people like sculpture. Some people like contemporary art. It's all based on what you like. But, obviously, people have certain skill sets that are more apparent in different art, in different works. I mean, it's it's all dependent on the form, the painting, the era, things like that. But a lot of it is dictated by what somebody else paid for it. <laughs> and you have to think about just like anything really, like, you know, what is the market for this person? Like look at Damien Hirst, for instance, like when Damien Hirst got really hot at the peak of his Super career. Hot. You know Damien Hirst? <laughs> no. no. What? Okay, Steve, remember when we were in Miami and we went to that hotel and they have that huge elephant skeleton that's like dipped in gold? Vaguely. <laughs> that's a Damien that's a Damien Hurst. Cool. That's art. <laughs> hey, 
what? <laughs> what just happened? Hey, remember that elephant skeleton dipped in gold? <laughs> Vaguely. What? <laughs> yeah, but thank you. How do you not remember that? If I don't saw. remember it. I don't know. I kind maybe. What hotel? I don't even remember. It was at the Hotel Faena. <laughs> I, I don't know. Damien Hurst has, right has well, not anymore. <laughs> the market hot. the market has been flooded. What's oh no, too many elephant skeletons. <laughs> well, butterflies. I mean, he did. He's done a lot of things. He's the one that he's put gold dipper. Put the yeah. the shark in formaldehyde. A real shark? Yeah, like a dead one. <laughs> this what is the weird. hell? So this guy just like does he's shit like, to dead yeah. animals. That's what I call a science experiment when I was five. Like, literally, that's like putting, like, stuff in the microwave and being like, let's see what happens. This guy sounds like a serial killer. Hold on. I don't get it. So he put... This is more further proof. He put a dead shark. I don't know what strain of shark. Formaldehyde. Suspended in formaldehyde in a big tank. Okay. And I forget... Where I know one's in Vegas, I believe, but basically he did like a whole series. There's um, what are you supposed to do with that? I think this was in Chicago, but he did basketballs and formaldehyde. Big formaldehyde guy. Okay, okay. He went through a formaldehyde face. What a weird face to go through. Yeah, Hold on, I want to see how much face. it went for like burning stuff. Hold on, before we continue. Oh my Damien god, this is so so funny. what people so so this shark is in the formaldehyde in like a in like a case. Yeah, and it's just on display case. somewhere. So what happened to the shark? Well, it's dead. It's dead. No, I know, but like what? By the what, way, it is went it for... just bones? Like what are we talking about? No, no, it's the entire shark. What's this guy's name? Damien Hurst. It, <laughs> no, it went for $12 million. Oh my God. A small business owner named Eddie Saunders <laughs> has the dead shark hanging in his electrical shop for years. Now, because of the market, he bought it for $12 million. He can't even sell it for one point five. That's a what? bad investment right yeah, there. Yeah, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Contemporary art went through this phase where it was super hot, and then a lot of artists were like, damn, I'm making $12 million. I'm going to flood the market. And then they started producing a lot, and their value went down. How so, pissed would you be if you bought a dead-ass shark okay. in formaldehyde you know what? for $12 million and then you couldn't even unload it for $1.5? I, I just... I can't on, even wrap my head around this right now. Please Google on, it. Damian on second Hurst. thought, I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of badass. <laughs> I kind of like it. Like if you lived, imagine <laughs> if you were mil. a millionaire, right? And you lived in like a well, sick, sleek house in Miami, right? Yeah. Like that'd be awesome. <laughs> to have it's kind of dope. It is kind of dope. I'm not, I mean, I think it's kind of dumb. I mean, I'm not but... paying any amount of money that is that much. Or I'm not paying anywhere near $12 million for it, but I don't know. 50 bucks, maybe at an estate sale. I, I'd give it a thought. <laughs> imagine you walk into an estate sale. <laughs> yeah. There's just an enormous dead shark. It's a great white. So I watched this documentary on HBO about art and I believe it's called the price of everything the price of I can look it up but a guy who's like a massive art collector in New York City because this is not just sharks okay Damien Hurst has put a lot of dead animals in formaldehyde I'm looking at it right now (laughs) we're talking we got like a, a cock and a bull calves farm animals obviously various sea creatures I mean zebra there you go so this guy bought i believe it was a lamb one of the lambs for a couple mil and it got delivered to his apartment and then the formaldehyde started leaking oh and he had to spend all this money to get it all fixed wow wait a second <laughs> There's- i'm never gonna do this if i ever win the lottery i'm not gonna buy a formaldehyde animal not gonna do it and here's okay so i just looked this up here's the methodology right 
And this is how someone can sell you a dead animal in formaldehyde okay. for $12 million. This series encapsulates almost the entirety of Damien Hirst's career and demonstrates his belief that one must kill things in order to look at them. Well, that's... Wow. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's, again, serial killer tendencies here. Terrestrial yeah. mammals have been used as centerpieces in Damien Hirst's macabre tableau. He looks like a huge tool. <laughs> a rich tool. Yeah, always definitely, yeah. Okay, so the big, let's see. It's a woolly mammoth skeleton. Excuse me, my bad. Not an elephant. A woolly mammoth skeleton is called Gone But Not Forgotten, and it's at the Hotel Faena in Miami. This might be a dumb question, but those are bigger than elephants, right? Are they the same size? They're bigger. I always forget with the woolly mammoths. Yeah, they're much bigger. They're yeah, much you know, I don't too. have those figures. Sarudi <laughs> <laughs> can confirm. They're much yeah, bigger. They're much bigger. Okay. And that wraps up our section <laughs> on not really knowing that much about art, but talking about it. But can you imagine if you were like, hey, I've got this idea. Let's take a dead shark. We're going to get a big-ass tank, fill it with formaldehyde, and someone's like, I'll Done. take 12, 12 million. million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I mean... <sighs> Where I would you get love these to see ideas from. I would love to see the bids for that. Like, did it- you have to watch this documentary. It's highly recommended. Sotheby's, I believe it is, auction house has their biggest art sale of the year, and it's about putting together the catalog and these art dealers finding out what is going to be presented and reaching out to their rich clients who are collectors, saying, "Hey, this is happening. I think that this would be a great addition to your collection." And this one woman. They were like, hey, this piece is going to come up for auction. We think you're really going to like it. And she's like, all right, what do you think it's going to go for? And they were like, probably like 250 grand. And she's like, I love it. Done. I want it. And then when they get their auction day, it goes for like $900,000. Oh, man. And she's out. Somebody else gets it. It's It was a beautiful, beautiful painting. But anyway. <laughs> this is a world that I don't think Saruti and I are ever going to understand. But it's just I don't like, really want to either. Like, uh. But it's just kind of like stocks, right? You invest in something and you hope that if you want to offload it, that, that it's the right thing to invest in and not a $12 million dead shark that <laughs> yeah, I get that. I is get that. worthless. Well, not worthless, but you know. Then you're Certainly stuck with not worth what you paid for. Art. Yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's what I did this weekend. Tom, what did you do? Anything fun? <laughs> so I went on a Bumble date. Surprise, surprise. Uh, was a man or a woman? A woman. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Sure. Strip club? No. Uh, nope. Casual. Got some drinks. Hanging out in the neighborhood. Did you go to the taco place that you always go to? Yes. Okay. Of okay. <laughs> tacos on a date. Interesting. Well, it's more what? for the Why margs. Not? I don't know. Tacos are kind of messy. Tacos are my favorite food. So, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying. No, I think tacos are pretty self-contained, actually. Yeah, like what are you doing? Eating tacos I like with a bib? Wa- no, here, I feel like when I want to eat tacos, I get pretty savage about it. And on a date, I'm not sure... Like, that's a thing that I would do, right? Do you want to be, like, kind of dainty and delicate? Or you, I mean, I can see Tom not really caring about any of that. <laughs> yeah, Tom talks with his mouth open when he eats sometimes, so ah, I doubt he problem. really... Not on a date. Well, you wow. do it at work. Just to Michelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't care about, you know, yeah, talking with you guys. Yeah, I mean, he, and... he eats these snacks, Steve, and he'll come in in commercial breaks and be like chomping on string cheese with his mouth open and be like, what cut should we use for this? Separate? And I'm like, God, close your mouth. Yeah, I could see I'm that. just trying to multitask here. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, okay, interesting. Well, I guess we'll, we'll have to have that taco conversation another time here because I, I, I want to dig in further on that. But, uh, yeah, we went to I go to the taco place. It's kind of my go-to date spot. Things are going well, and I live close by. Bada-bing, bada-boom. We end up back at my place. Whoa. Yeah. Does bada-bing, bada-boom mean you're hooking up? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I deciphered that correctly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like in my world, you, bada bing, bada boom means dessert. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going like, I'm thinking tacos, margs, churros. I'm not thinking. Ta- bada bing, bada boom. I mean, I don't know the last time I heard that, but I, in that context, and how could it not mean that you, yeah. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. We ended up back at my place. All right. And, congrats. Uh, Keep going. Yeah. Congrats on the sex, dude. That's fun. Thanks, man. Uh, so <laughs> we're hanging out, and she, you know, she goes to the bathroom, and she comes out, and she looks at my sink, obviously, where I have all my stuff laid out, and I got my deodorant next to the sink, and I use Old Spice deodorant. I don't think that that's you know out of line. It's it's affordable. It smells good, and uh, she comes out and she goes, Old Spice, huh? I'm like, yeah. She goes, we're still doing that. I'm like what? And she's like, 27 years old, Old Spice. And I'm just like, I couldn't understand what In her beef was. And, and I and so it, it, we kind of moved on from it, but I wanted to bring this to you guys. Am I missing something with this Old Spice situation? Because it's not like it wasn't Old Spice body spray. It wasn't like the Axe body spray Old Spice version of it. It's literally just like Old Spice stick deodorant that I. Is it solid or gel? Uh, it's like a solid thing. Yeah. Like a stick. Yeah, Old Spice is huh. not I've never used Old Spice. I feel like there's this stigma with Old Spice that it's either for old men or like adolescents. Like it's basically like a step up from Axe body spray. You've never Whoa. used Old Spice deodorant. No, dude. But what it's not you spray. Use, Steve? Uh, whew. well, I use de- for like a deodorant specifically? Yeah. I use Dub Men's Care, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. And I don't use Dub Men's Care. And I don't use sprays. Like, come on. Oh, I don't use sprays either. It's an Old Spice stick, and then I use cologne. Yeah, no, I don't think... I think there's a stigma between Old Spice that either it's for old dudes. Um, I know the, the the recent marketing has tried to fight that, but that was always my thought about it. I was like, oh, Old Spice? Like, that's weird. That, like, weird people use that. And, <laughs> or it was, like, basically the equivalent of Axe. Really? I just think yeah. that's really unfair. Well, from a female perspective, Axe body spray, obvious no. Yeah, I would never... If I was dating a guy and went in his bathroom, saw Old Spice, think that was a negative. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, she overreacted. I'm just, I'm just telling you what the thought on Old Spice is, you know, amongst you know the common folk. It's just kind of a weird <laughs> amongst deal. the cool guys. Wait, is what's really the what you word on the say. street? Is that Old Spice? Yeah, not Old that Spice, hip, not huh? chill. I, I will say this: if I saw somebody who was using Old Spice, I would, I would not judge them as harshly as she judged you, but I would judge them. I'd be like, yeah, yeah he's an Old Spice guy. <laughs> Maybe I should think twice about it. You are kind of a dick, though. I am kind of a dick. I'm pretty Um, judgy. Okay, but I want to get back to the Axe body spray thing. Um, Obviously, I don't use Axe body spray. You grow out of that. But in middle school, that was like the thing. Everyone used it. Like, okay, I just want to make sure. Because if you were a cool dude in middle school like me, Saruti, you definitely used Axe. Yeah, they had like, yeah, of course. I had like all the, there's a million different kinds. You tried them all, obviously. They all smelled terrible, but you didn't know that at the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Like, I'm hanging out in sixth grade. What's up? Yeah. And... Then there was a thing where like people used to like have Axe body spray like to spray on themselves after they like got up for the gym or whatever. Yep. So then it got like the old gym vibe. Like so like it was basically like the you know some guys would treat it as like oh that was my shower I just slapped some Axe body spray on which was another terrible thing to do. Don't ever do that. <laughs> um, so that Axe is ooh, sorry Axe like it just no no hard pass for me. Middle school locker rooms were like that was like where Axe lived. Like when oh, I yeah. when I smell Axe when, it immediately brings me back to the. When did you stop using room. Axe? Probably like four, two years ago. <laughs> I was going to say a month ago. You guys <laughs> suck. Um, 
honestly, I, I'll probably later than I should have. Just be completely honest about it. Probably tenth grade. Yeah, I get that. I was probably around then. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. middle middle high school, and it was yeah. definitely because a girl called me out for sure. I feel like I never remember if a guy used X body spray or not. I what? I think in my era, it was middle school. Every dude wore Curve cologne. Okay, curve yeah, for I men. I remember Curve. And then high school, every dude I know wore Aqua Digio. Oh, God, yeah. It's <laughs> the most basic of everything. Is, is that how it's pronounced? Digio. I thought it was Aqua Digio. Oh, I think Sir Rudy's right. Aqua Digio? I'm so much more bougie than you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry that I'm not up get, on my... Get on my level. <laughs> is it not Digio? Digio? Yeah, Aqua Digio. No, I don't okay. know. Let's find out. Well, I, while I, Michelle figures this out, Sir Rudy, I feel like you'd get a kick out of this. I brutalized the name of a dog on our show the other day. Of the breed of a dog. Honestly, it was a... It was <laughs> Did a, I guess? Yes. Was it, was it Dachshund? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. my god! I, I said that. da- a tough one. I said Dachshund. Dachshund. Well, yes. it is German, so I guess that makes Dauschund. sense. Yeah, it was bad. I got, I got the worst. Why were we looks talking about ever. dachshunds? Yeah, it was. It was an Ask Bernie question. Hold on. Oh, nice. Hold we on. just got a dachshund. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you're in the know on these things. I think I knew what it was before that, though. <laughs> I mean, it's... I never had dogs growing up. Oh, here we go. Michelle's getting a pronunciation for us. Watching a very erotic fragrance commercial. Who's, Michelle, which one we're is at this? work. Is this uh, what's his name? A Johnny man, Depp. A very ripped man swimming in the deep blue sea. Not Johnny Depp, just ha- looking hot. Aquadijo. Ah. Yeah. Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like making a, a cologne or perfume ad would be the easiest thing in the whole world. They're we were all terrible. About this the other day. Yeah. Actually. All you have to do is get someone hot, make them half naked, very bronzed, walk around, Beach. spritz the perfume, yeah, roll in the sand. <laughs> Vague accent of some kind, but you're not really sure. Yeah, what it is. yeah. totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just Should a, we do just that? A mystery. Should yeah. we do a small talk cologne? It's called small. And we just get all. I don't know. think anyone would buy it if it was called small. <laughs> That would, uh, it needs dudes. to have a simple dudes word, too, though. It's too much toxic masculinity. Oh, that's a great that. point. Small is yeah. not a good word. It's not good <laughs> for, for females, a cologne. For females, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be like, oh my God, I'm so skinny. Yep. No, it'd have to be like petite. Yep. Yeah. Small was the worst name it's for petite a Petite by Smallman. Petite. <laughs> skinny as hell by Smallman. <laughs> All right, so Old Spice ruling. Saruti says lame. Michelle says it's, fine. Yeah, fine. You know what? I'm just proud that you were wearing deodorant. That's a good point. You know, honestly, we I can't always you guys count would on say that. that. You know, and I do also want to point this out because I pointed it out to Steve when you sent us an email about this. Oh boy, I need to read the sentence. Uh oh, I don't even know what's going on here. We know. <laughs> See, these conversations should happen before the podcast starts. I now no, I'm no. afraid about they, what's it, about it to happen. It did happen before the podcast. Just not with, with you. With me. Yeah. So you said about Old Spice, am I missing something here? Is there a, quote, cool brand of deodorant I should be using? They're spelled T-H-E-I-R. Whatever. (laughs) I think I'm usually pretty grammatically correct. My bad, guys. Uh, I'll take the L on that one. (laughs) I I am a snob about their, your deals. Um, I usually am completely buttoned up with that. You know, I'm firing off an email to you guys just to have something written down. That's that's my bad. I'll I'll be better. 
Like well, if I was to like if you were to see somebody on like a Tinder profile and they spelled there you are wrong, like you can, it doesn't matter how hot they are. Nah, can't do it. I once broke up with a guy because he couldn't get your right, and then he also texted me aloud and he spelled aloud a l o u d, and I was like, <laughs> that's it. Honestly, I get it. I would do it. And like, you know what? I dumb. felt like a real judgmental ass. I felt like, wow, I'm so pretentious that I'm going to dump this guy because no. of this. But then I thought, you know what? What if we got married? I don't want my spouse to be the the dude out there writing emails that you says aloud, A-L-O-U-D. Yeah, you don't want your kids spelling shit wrong. Allowed? Like, what are we doing? I mean, this <laughs> yeah. isn't a very difficult word. You can't spell your and your or aloud. That's a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem it. for me. I'm kind of upset you guys are having side conversations about my grammar. I mean, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't win. I can't I'm willing win. To ad- I'm willing to accept the fact that it was a one-time slip-up. <laughs> yeah, so I will be I'm noticing. pretty grammatically yeah. correct here. But I will notice going forward now. I have, um, like, kind of OCD about shit like that. Me too. I really do. I just, it, it's if not I, that OCD. It, clearly not. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, now that we're in a negative mood, yeah. now that we've just really Fuck me, I guess. got yeah. into that space, it's been a while since we've done this. Let's do a Cool No One Cares Power Rankings, a summer edition of the Cool No One Cares Power Rankings. There's a lot of material here. I, at least I have a lot of material. Okay, um, well then, Steve, why don't you go first then? If you have a lot of material, I'm sure a lot of things in the summer annoy you. Shocking, Steve, that you have a lot of things yeah. in your yeah. Cool No One Cares Power you know, Rankings. Shaka. It's funny, like, it's funny, like, when you, you, you're you like, okay, we're doing this, like, what, what can I do? Like, and on, on the top of your head it's sometimes hard to like figure out things that annoy you when they know because they really you only remember them in the moment but mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that came to my mind for the summer i'll start with this one this is a small one but it's so dumb people who put the temperature in their instagram story especially <laughs> like when you're at the beach like it's fucking hot out like yeah you're at the beach it's summer like i get it like i don't understand like why is that a thing that's so unnecessary like I, I, you know, it's one thing. Maybe, it's, maybe if it's in the not, you know what? No, I'm talking myself through this. And I was gonna say maybe if it's in the middle of winter and you go on like a trip to like you know the Caribbean or whatever. But it, of course, it's it's the fucking Caribbean. It's gonna be hot there. <laughs> there's no the temperature thing is completely unnecessary in the summer and the winter really. Unless there's something like odd going on, like some sort of like weird I don't know weather phenomenon in your specific area. Like I don't want to see the temperature thing. Like oh, it's 90 degrees out. I'm at the pool. Like okay, well it would be interesting if it said. 40 degrees out and you're at the pool. Then I would think that was cool. <laughs> then it would be necessary. It's not necessary in the summer. Or the winter, though. I mean, when I'm going to work super early in the morning and I got one degree or zero degrees on no. my car no. thermometer, I've no. look, I've Instagrammed it. I'm there. I'm that guy. When it's really cold, maybe that, if it's negatives, reason- maybe if it's in the negatives or if it's over 100, it's acceptable. But that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's it. I'm drawing a line right now. Yeah, I guess I've never seen someone's Instagram story where it'll say like 92 and I feel compelled to reply (laughs) to the story like, damn, that's hot. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Like I also live here. Yeah, I know it's hot outside. (laughs) I'm next to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're all sweating. We get it. Oh, man. Yep. So I don't know. That's that's my first one. I just feel like with the cold, I would I'm I'm the other way on that one. But Mm. warm I get. I can I I feel like that's okay. I'm, I'm with you on that one, Sarudi. Okay, so for my first one, I think we're going to all be in agreement on this one. Motorcycle dudes in the summer, when they all get together and they go on these big motorcycle, <laughs> like, 
group yep. rides and they're riding through your neighborhood and you can't sleep or you're, you're trying to drive on the highway and you can't pass them because they're all going the exact same speed. It's not safe. I don't think it looks cool. Uh, it, there's no way they're as comfortable as they can be getting from point A to point B. I don't really get it. Like, I don't understand what you're doing <laughs> and you're making everyone else around you really, really upset. You're not you're not conveniencing anyone else and you're inconveniencing yourself. Maybe it's a camaraderie thing. Maybe it's because they want to be a part of like a cool club and they think it's like badass to be a part of the motorcycle thing. Doesn't do it for me. And maybe I'm being super judgmental to a lot of people that love to get into that. But especially in the summertime, it's, it gets out of control. And I, I, I lose my mind with the motorcycle dudes. Can't do it. So that's my first I- I mean, for me, you could have just ended it with motorcycle dudes, period. Uh, (laughs) Cool, no one cares. I've never understood motorcycles, ever. And yes, they get in the way a lot. (laughs) And they are annoying. So I'm I'm 100% with you on this one, Tom. Okay, so this actually transitions perfectly into my first cool, no one cares. Jeep drivers. G-T-F-O. Like without the door type I mean, let me tell you, this is a controversial one because Jeep people are really culty. They are a sect of people that take this very seriously, and that's (laughs) why I can't stand them and I don't care. I drive a Jeep Cherokee, right? Same, nice. And if I say I drive a Jeep, I said to someone the other day, I drive a Jeep, and he goes, soft top or hard top? And I go, oh, a Jeep (laughs) Cherokee. And he goes, that's not a Jeep. Oh, That's a my Cherokee. God. I had the same thing happen to me. Are you serious? And I yeah. was like, what? And then yep. I started thinking, everybody I know that has a Jeep is obsessed with it. Soft top, hard top. Let me unzip my windows. Oh, it's hot. I'm going to take my door out. I'm going to let my left leg hang out. Cool. You know, sick farmer's tan. Like, I don't care. I don't care about your tires. I don't care that you went off-roading. I don't care that you're lifting it. I don't care about your Jeep wave. The fact that you care about this Jeep that much and that wow. it makes you feel that cool I don't care. I just don't I'm, care. I'm really conflicted about this one. Um, I drive a Jeep. I've, I've had nothing but Jeeps, but I've never had a Wrangler. But Michelle, have you actually, like, have you done the Wrangler thing? Yes, I, I dated a guy who drove a Wrangler. Well, okay, but not, like, in St. Louis. Like, if you've done it, like, in, I, like, like, I wasn't a Wrangler person, and then we went to Hawaii for a honeymoon and had a Wrangler, and, like, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. It was fucking awesome. Like it makes the it makes the it makes the environment cooler. Period. You know what makes something cooler? Windows up AC. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not the same. Agree. No, it's not no, the same. Agree. No, I, I'm with you on the off roading thing of like people that are like, oh, cool, I'm gonna like go run over some rocks and stuff and flip <laughs> this thing, and I got a I got a sick roll cage on this. Like, no, that that I'm not interested in. But like, if you're driving at the beach, or you're going to the beach, or you're at the Cape or wherever the what, what are you guys going in St. Louis? I don't the know. lake. The lake. Like in well, it doesn't really work for the lake because you're gonna trust me. Maybe people around here think it does, but like think it, it's working for the lake. I will say the Wrangler <laughs> deal is not is 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 properly rated. It Ooh. is it is pretty cool. Wow. Really? But see, do you get what I'm saying though? If I'm like, oh, I drive a Jeep, and they're like, mm, you yeah, nobody don't. should shame you, you for don't. not driving a Wrangler. That's and I'm like, you call it a Jeep, you don't say it's a Wrangler. Like I don't understand. They're all Jeep. It's all the yeah. brand Jeep. Yeah, I had a guy tell me I didn't drive a real Jeep once. And I was like, okay, dude, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Yeah, come know. on. Like, you're overcompensating. Like, Jeep clearly. snobs. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, you took your doors off your car. Sick. Cool. You know what happens? Summer storms. Yeah. yeah. Have same. fun with the interior there. We're talking about the same type of people with motorcycle That's riders. That's what like, I'm saying. Get in a car, guy. No, Jeep's, Jeep's way cooler than a motorcycle. Oh, 100% a Jeep is cooler, but I also yeah. think Jeep people are annoying. <laughs> I'll let slide. Like, yeah, if okay. you're going to get on your high horse about a vehicle, a Jeep is not it. 
Like, if you're talking Maserati, great. If you want to flex on me that you have a Bugatti, you have earned the right to do so. A Wrangler with the doors off, pass. <laughs> I get that because everybody can, anybody can kind of just buy a Wrangler, right? right? Yeah, like, I get that. You're okay. not special because you bought a Wrangler. You're swaying me, but I don't think that they are. I think they're properly rated. Also, nine <laughs> times out of ten, actually, a lot of women drive Jeeps, which I think is cool. Or, excuse me, Wranglers, not Jeeps. But it's more the dudes that buy it that are, like, all about the Jeep wave. Mm. And I will say this. Often, more toxic masculinity. Oftentimes when I see <laughs> the dudes driving the Jeeps, they have, like, gnarly feet and flip-flops, like, hanging out the side. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, a general vibe that I don't. Sit well, what? Oof, you're scaring these dudes right now. I love it. Yeah, I can't see People Michelle. People are going to be angry. People oh, are not going to like this take from me, but I'm speaking from the heart. <laughs> what about the guy that like lives in a surf town and like drives a Jeep and he's like kind of hot and you know he's got like nice flowy hair like and he really doesn't have a real job. He like teaches and you know he instructs surf on the side. Like that guy's kind of cool. I don't know. But no? that's like just a general aesthetic. Like that's his demeanor. I don't think that guy's trying. That guy as usually hard. drives a Wrangler, though. But to me, most people that are driving Wranglers, at least in my opinion, are trying very hard to project mm-hmm. that lifestyle. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they're not actually the surf guy who doesn't really have a job. They're like an accountant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who wants to, to get? Weekend. Who wants to give me like a no fear vibe with gross feet? <laughs> No fear. Oh, my God. No. You know what I mean? Or like, what was it back in the day? No fear. Yeah, no fear. You know, like, oh, I don't care. Whatever. This is my <laughs> this is my vibe. <laughs> the Here, no fear guy out. grew up to be the Jeep guy. No, 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 no. No, no fear guy is the guy that drinks like monster energy drinks. Who drives a Jeep for sure. No, not all those guys. No, not all those guys drive Jeeps. Not all those guys. I feel Some like if you're a Jeep driver, if you're a dude Jeep driver, you're either drinking a monster energy drink or like a keto pressed coffee. Your name is also <laughs> Kyle. No, it's not Kyle. It's like. <laughs> it's definitely Kyle. Listen, let's not talk bad about Kyle's, okay? Okay, so yeah, we're ripping so many people in our audience right now. We can't alienate all the Kyles, too. You know what? Lots of Bretts drive Jeeps. <laughs> How many Kyles do listen to this podcast? I don't know. You know what? We're big in the Kyle community. I'm not yeah. going to lie. If your Kyle. name's Kyle, right. Sorry, leave Kyle. us a review. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> all right. Oh, wait, Steve, you're up next. Cerruti. All right. Sorry. Here we go. All right. Um, Here my, we this go. My sec- this is my second one. Okay. Ooh, this is uh, so girls. I mean, I guess guys do this too, but it's mostly girls who post like the beach slash pool leg hot dog picture. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like where it's just like legs down. There's water in front of them. Sometimes it's a drink, and your legs look like hot dogs. And I think there are people that have actually done that, where they just take two hot dogs and like take the picture as like an ironic thing, which is hilarious. But that pic is so played out. Like, please don't do that anymore. Please don't do that anymore. And I'm sorry, Michelle, if you've done that recently. But there is no need. Do you need think for I've the... ever done that in my life? I don't know because yeah, I you know don't sometimes me as that. you have. Uh... Michelle's not a hot dog or legs girl. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You, that's kind of a uh, maybe. This is judgmental, but I feel like the girl that does that's a little thirsty. It's a little, kind of, yeah. It's a kind of a thirsty post. Like, cool. I have a fruity drink, you know, and I'm and I'm at the pool, and I'm probably single, and you know, here are my legs. So that's fun. I've like, never even me. considered taking that photo. <laughs> Good. I mean, maybe I, okay. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if like a younger Michelle was sort of feeling it. I don't know. I, back, I've done some weird things back in the day that I'm not proud of, but you know. No fear. No, never. No, no, no. I was never a no fear guy. Never a no. Don't ever. That, I am offended. 
<laughs> no, I've never done it, never considered it. I know that girl that posts that photo also has a homemade wreath that she made off Pinterest on her door with like a monogram. <laughs> Live, laugh. What is it? Live, laugh, love? Live, laugh, love. You know yeah, what she, it is, She Steve. definitely has that post in her room. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just ruthless. She reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so ruthless. Ugh, wolf. I do actually think it's kind of funny when a guy does the post, though. When a guy does it, it's kind of funny. It's kind like of if funny. it's ironic, you yeah. know, it's not you know a what? hot dog there because he has hairy legs. No, that's I the should point. do that ironically. Why I don't you, do Steve? That. And then also put the temperature on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna yeah. Then I'll put the exactly. Yep. Great. And I'll content. have my Jeep in the background. Ugh, it's not a Jeep, Steve. It's a Cherokee. That's true. It's a fake Jeep. That's a plus content right there. Yep. All right. So my second one is Fire Guy. So when you're at the summer hangout, the cookout, and there's you got the big fire going, there's the guy. There's always that one guy who's like pouring gasoline in the fire, or he's obsessed with making the fire huge, or he's jumping through the fire. He's he's pouring alcohol on the fire. He's he's being an asshole with the fire, basically. Mm-hmm. And every, the pyro guy. everyone is the pyro guy is way better way to say it. Everyone is sitting around this fire, usually trying to ignore this guy, all thinking. I really want this guy to fuck up with the fire right now. Like they're not they don't want really really bad bodily harm done to him, but they want something to happen to him with this fire that makes him stop doing shit with the fire. Like what in what world is this still funny where the guy can make can do all this shit with the fire? It's dangerous. I I, I mean just stop, man. No no one thinks it's funny that you're lighting this stick on fire and walking up to everyone with it and putting it close to their face. Or no one thinks it's funny that you're jumping through the fire and almost lighting your ass on fire every time. Just stop. It's not cool. Did you have I, a personal experience with this? I'm trying to... I'm... So... No, yes and no. I mean, again, there's literally always... Amen. You won't. No, because... <laughs> no, people listen to this thing now. <laughs> um... There's always a friend that decides to be like the hero at the fire in the summer. You know, like he'll we're, we're grilling up s'mores and he'll he'll get his marshmallow all the way on fire and put it like an inch away from my face. Or That's it's just rude. yeah, it's Dudes just like, are kind of pyros. Yeah, like they don't really ever grow out of that. It's just it's just really? something that we don't need. We don't need that. Yeah, you know what's interesting too? That guy is also like the the guy that is obsessive about the grill too much. Like he like is grill really master. into oh, like grilling that's my, meat. That's my next look- one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So oh grill, grill master guy is on your cool. No one cares. My, I played in well. My second one is grill guy, <laughs> and more specifically, grill method guy. Ah. You go into yes. the barbecue. You're working on your plate. You get a little potato salad, maybe some coleslaw, corn on the cob, and then you get to the meat. And there's always the guy that grilled it that was like, let me tell you about this. I roasted it low and slow. I've marinated it for two days with this special marinade that I made myself. And you're like, I don't care. Cool that you put in all this work. I don't care. For you, there's always the guy that wants to walk you through in very hyper-specific detail how he prepared the meat and why it's so great. And guess what? Bobby Flay, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) The hot dog tastes great. I, I don't care how many times you rotated it i don't care if the big green egg is better than a, a charcoal <laughs> grill or a wood fire grill or if you use pellets i don't care how you heated it up i don't care if you <laughs> used a skewer or you use some tongs i don't care i don't care and i can promise you no one else does either it's a very the grill guy that needs to tell you about how he grilled it is a very self-serving guy 
for, for sure, for sure. And he's lonely, really lonely guy. It's I'd funny. Say. Like, there are so many commercials with, like, that guy, like, oh, you know, the guy at the grill with the holding the beer and he's flipping over some Brock. I've never wanted to be that guy. Like, I just, I'd, I want to be the guy being, like, served the food. I don't want to make the food. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a, hard, that's a lot of responsibility. Right. And then if you F up, everyone knows that you're the guy that ruined the party. Yeah, and I also feel like, yeah. you know what, like society puts on men, like, oh, God, you got to be the grill guy when you grow up. Look at all these, from-. like, you know what, I don't want to be the grill guy. I'm, not, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to do that. It's not for me. It's not for I've everybody. never grilled, so I probably shouldn't be so judgmental because. That surprises me. Why? Because you're like a good cook. I feel like you Cooking would just... and grilling is totally different. Yeah, but I just feel like it's a method of cooking. I just feel like you would be like, you know, it'd be something in your arsenal. Yeah, you know, I just. I'm just surprised by that. I don't have a home. So I have an apartment, so I don't have a grill. Fair. You know, maybe if I had a home, I'd be out there whipping some burgers, <laughs> putting some mistakes out there. Yeah, you'd become a grill guy. <laughs> I would become a, gr- a grill gal, uh, but I promise you I wouldn't detail it on how I did it. I wouldn't detail you guys and waste your time telling you about the recipes that I found online and, you know, what type of wood I worked in there and what the temp yeah. was. Quick cookout take. The medium I've, apple wood. Yeah, yeah, you're like, ooh, cedar plank salmon is more <laughs> yep. effective when you put it in at this temperature. You're like, just give me the salmon, yeah, all just right? Just let me eat the fish. It doesn't even taste that great. And you know what? The guy who usually walks you through it, the food's mediocre. Yeah. You oh, ever yeah. notice that? It's just like an Italian grandma, right? Like, she's going to feed you, and she knows that it's good. She just, she sets back, right? She yeah, don't just, talk about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. No, no doubt. I think corn on the cob's overrated, by the way. Totally agree. Depends on how you cook it. Ah, corn on the cob guy. No, no. I just mean if it's <laughs> if it's just the corn on the cob, like in the pot. Terrible. Some salt, whatever. But sometimes, you know, you put some herbs on there. It's, herbs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Michelle. You know what if I mean? You put like if you put some uh, some like Mexican cheese on oh, there. Oh, that's dope. A Mexican that's, corn on the cob. Yeah, totally absolutely. different. Way different. We're talking, yeah, some totally herb butter, different. maybe. Yeah. If you if you prepare it a certain way, I think it's good. It's yeah. flavorful. But yes, I'm with you. Straight corn on the cob, nothing yeah. added to it. Bland. So always overrated. a hard pass. Always so a hard pass. Overrated. And there's always leftover corn on the cob because you you have to make a lot of it. It's like meh. And it like fucks your teeth up. It's a yeah. con- like you know what I mean. If you don't floss and you're screwed. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. totally agree. All right, Steve. All right. Wrap it All up. All right. This is what do we got? Okay, this is probably my favorite one. It is uh, people who think just because it's hot out they don't have they don't have to dress appropriately in public. I've just seen some weird shit recently where like <laughs> guys are just showing up to Whole Foods in like a beater and shorts and flip flops or like a wet bathing suit or even <laughs> towels and a girls. Towel. Kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. Like a, just like a towel or not not you know I hope not like shirtless but like they still have the towel around their bathing suit. I mean hopefully there's something underneath there. But yeah, I've seen dudes like in public with towels. Or, like, guys just walking around the street that are just, like, absolute slobs. They're like, okay, I know it's hot out, and, you know, like, everyone, you know, it's, it's nice to get outside, and like, we like the air conditioning, but that doesn't mean that you just can wear whatever the hell you want. Or, like, a shirt with, like, sweat stains all over that's disgusting that clearly you haven't, like, thought about at all. You still need to be presentable. Part of the reason that I think summer's a little bit overrated is I don't like summer attire, period. I think it's hard to dress in the summer. You um, love layers. Yeah, I'm a big layer guy, so that's why I like fall, big layer guy. But, like, there are just dudes that take – it's mostly dudes that just, like, take it for granted. Like, you shouldn't look like a homeless person when you're in public just because it's hot out, you know? Like, it's just not acceptable to me. Yeah, I feel like, to your point, I've seen a lot of dudes in swim trunks and tees, like, in public. That's kind of – it depends what the tee is like, I guess. You know, obviously, if you're at a, in a beach town, like, most people are going to wear that. I'm just talking about, like, raggedy clothes that are, like, you know, whatever, in the summer just because it's hot out and you don't want to wear a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you still need to dress appropriately 
for public, like for, for people to see you in public. Like it doesn't mean you can just be a slob all the time just because it's like 90 degrees outside. You want some decorum. Yeah, like if you're going to wear a tank, could it not could it be a nicer tank? You know, it doesn't have to be a shitty tank. If sure. you're going to wear if you're going to wear the bathing suit, could it, you know, bring a change of clothes. Maybe don't wear a wet bathing suit out, you know, or out, out like, you know, to wherever you're going. Or a towel. Un- unless it's literally like, yeah, unless it's like unless like literally you're like, I don't know, you're at a beach bar or something. That's not a big deal, but like if you're like in the middle of like where I live in Glastonbury, there's no water around you. There's no need to wear that stuff. Like, well, that's what I was just going to ask. Dude. Don't be a like, slob. Where are you seeing these wet bathing suit people out in Glastonbury? Like, yeah, it's not oh, like you live in this yeah, beach Yeah, I told town. you, like, at Whole Foods. I'm telling you, at Whole Foods, I saw the, there's just people that show, not necessarily there. It, you know, it could be, it's other towns as well. But, like, it's just, like, guys that clearly don't give a shit about what they look like. But because it's so hot out, instead of, like, wearing, like, you'd wear sweatpants or whatever in the winter, so it's not that big of a deal, they just decide to wear, like, less clothing and look disgusting and dumpy. And it's like, man, you should still kind of care about what you look like. <laughs> and I shouldn't be able to see the sweat stains in whatever you're wearing as well. You Fair. know? Like, clean it up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of dudes don't care about how aggressively they pit out in the summer. Yeah. They just, like, like let it fly. Yeah, it's probably because they're wearing Old Spice, you know? It's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. But it's not protecting. Yeah, clean it up. God damn it. Another shot at Old Spice. All right. My last one is the person that, well, it's kind of two parts. It's the person that brags about having summer hours, but then it's also the business that has summer hours. Like, why do you have to change the hours during the summer? Like, you're a business. You should stay open. If I need to go to the dentist on a Friday, you shouldn't just be closed on a Friday because it's the summer. Like, mm-hmm. people still need to go to the dentist. And I know, like, oh, you know, it's a pr- private practice. You can do what you want. No. Like, it, it's it's a really bad look. And then the people that work at these businesses that have these different hours in the in the summer and that are posting about, like, ah, oh, summer Fridays and the other t- drinking beers at, like, 2 in the afternoon. It's like, you understand that, like, you are greatly affecting society. We're all trying to, like, do our thing and continue to live our lives because we have jobs where we can't just have different hours in the summer, you're making it really hard for us to do what we need to do. You still need to act like a human being in society. I don't care that it's the summer. So you hate teachers, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. See, the teacher thing on social media, it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. You have 12 weeks off. I understand we don't need to see it every day. Yeah, they they totally fall in this category. I I need businesses to stay open, and I need people that have these. Don't be happy in this. Yeah, state. no, absolutely not. I don't want. Don't rub it in my face. Okay, yeah, maybe honestly, that's how what dare it you? is. It, don't stop rubbing it in my face. Okay, like I my hours don't change. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. Yours shouldn't either, and you shouldn't brag about it when it does. It makes us all upset. Get out of my face. So my wife Maddie has summer hours. Uh, are pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, and I'm not mad. I don't know. I guess I don't hold it against her for having them. I'm just kind of. I'm definitely jealous. Like I wish I could get out then, but I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've never been that mad. Now let me ask you this though, because like, I do think the teacher thing. You're, I'm, I'm with you on the teacher thing. Like some of them, some of those people just rub it straight in your face. But then I go, hey, would I rather have 12 weeks off in the summer and have to deal with these kids for the other whatever many weeks? Like, More importantly, the parents. Oh, the oh no, like that's so. I, like I'm not sure that's a great trade to be honest with you. Like, uh, oh, cool. I got to hang out with all these like asshole kids for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I get 12 weeks off. But, eh. So uh, back in the day when I was still trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I did consider teaching. Oh, I could see you being a teacher. And, Me too, for sure. And it's, I do love kids, but 
yeah, to to deal with them every single day like that. I mean, I, I kind of had like a preview into that when I was a camp counselor, and it's just I know I couldn't do it. Could not do it. And, it, and a lot of it is the parents. Oh, dude. Yes. Camp counselor job teaches you a lot about life. It, it puts it in perspective. It's like it's not worth it. The 12 yeah. weeks is not worth it to like – deal with kids randomly taking their clothes off in the middle of the day or like the dude that won't stop throwing a rock at his friend in the head like because he just feels like throwing a rock at his friend or like the girl that won't stop throwing up constantly was that your like was that your main summer job where you were usually a camp counselor because that that was usually mine yeah there was three of the four summers during like the high school slash early college i was a camp counselor michelle what was your summer job i can't even i can't even venture a guess to what your summer job would have been uh, to hang out at the pool with my friends. Oh, screw oh, you. <laughs> Classic. Oh, my Am I God. Right? Am I right? Yeah. I never went away to camp. I never did like a slumber party, like sleepover camp. I always had to go to soccer camp. So oh, okay. I would go to soccer camp throughout the day. It was always so you hot. You never had a summer job? Well, I mean, once I got older, yeah, I did. I mean, I. What's well, older? Like when you got a real job? <laughs> yeah, like when I got in high school, I had a summer job. Well, yeah, that's, well, yeah, what, that's what I'm that's talking, what we're about. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but well, you can't have a job until you're 16. <laughs> what are you, what, well, what? You know, I would like babysit in the summer when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't know if that counted. I didn't have like a specific summer job, though, is what I'm getting at. I played soccer really competitively for a long time. And so I always had a million camps that I had to go to. And Yo, then. Soccers, let's go. Yeah, what's up? What position do you play? What position did you think I played? Striker. You, you strike that. me as a I midfielder. You, you are a striker. I was a, well, I was uh. a, I was a very physical de- defenseman. Defense woman, defender, for a long time, and then they moved me to striker. Just netting goals left and right. Uh, no, my <laughs> job was to play it to the flag to get it to Kelly Schaefer, who was our stud. Oh, she had the winger. She cut in from the from the outside. One hundred percent. I fed it to the flag. You racked up the assist. Yep. I mean, trust me, I scored some big time goals in my day, including some in the playoffs. We went to state. What's MVD, up? D. I was the captain. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my job, my job basically was just get the ball to our best player. Kelly Schaefer is a great soccer name. Yeah, she was for either gender. She was supposed to play, I think, in North Carolina and then got injured. She was really good. Bummer. Schaefer. Kelly. So Um, no summer job for Shelly. No, I worked. So so I babysat a lot and then I worked, um, I was a hostess at a restaurant, but that was just like my job during the year, an Italian restaurant. And then I will... I don't want to tell the story because it, it makes me sound so entitled. Do it. But it is a true story. And God, it was the worst. So I got a job in the summer working for the Gateway Grizzlies, which is a minor league baseball team here in town. And when I got the job and interviewed, I was supposed to work in like marketing at the gift shop. And I get there day one and I'm like thinking I'm just going to hang out the air conditioned gift shop the whole time. And they were like, hey, we need you on nacho duty. And I was like, what? And they put me in the 95 degree heat, no air conditioned (laughs) kitchen of the nacho hut. And I had to scrape dried queso cheese off pots. And I left and called my dad sobbing. And I was like, hell no, this is not happening. And my dad was like, yeah, I I don't know what to tell you, kid. Like, you got (laughs) to make some money. Like, he was so unimpressed that I was upset. He was like, deal with it. That's a tough first day. I was like, this is not the job that I signed up for, Dad. It's not helping me in life. And he was like, it's helping you in life. You just don't understand at the time. But I was so upset. That that is brutal. 
nacho hut. That doesn't sound like a good place to be. No, and all my no. friends were like, hey, I mean, nachos out. are dope. Yeah, it sounds like a good place to, to you know, be a patron at. Yeah, patron for sure. You want to work definitely in... hit up the nacho hut. Oh, yeah. totally. I didn't have, like, you know, a traditional summer job. I wasn't a lifeguard. You know, I wasn't a camp counselor. Yeah. I'm not working at the shaved ice stand. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was a camp counselor a few times. I, I worked at a gelato shop and the best summer job I ever had, even though it wasn't a good job. But like your dad said, you know, you take it getting a lot out of this was when I was a mover. Oh, my God. Oof. Let That's me tell you. brutal. In it, the summer? It was the best job I ever had because it made me realize, Tom, never do drugs. And get a college degree because every single guy I worked with was was in the situation where they had to do that job. That was their full time gig because they couldn't do anything else. And they would just constantly be like, stay in school, man, or else, you know, you're going to be here with me all the time. Uh, Ha-ha. Yeah. And then they'd like, you know, throw back popcorn, like jokingly. And it's like, no, like you, this is a cautionary tale. I don't want to do this the rest of my life. This job is terrible. Thank you for opening my eyes to this. So, yeah, mover. Whew, not a good job. And I'm glad that uh, I had it. Really am. It taught me a lot. That is uh, – I, I did – I moved – well, have I told this? Have I told my fake ID? So we told fake ID. Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. So part of my, I got busted, blah, blah, blah. Part of my community service was, was a moving company. I mean. That's community service? No, because it, it was for it like. Be. It was for, uh, it was for like lower income families. Like mm-hmm. that was, things would get donated. So you would move oh, nice. that. You would get, you would bring the furniture and stuff to their house. Oh my goodness. And it, and it was like, we had this warehouse and we had the truck and we, um, I mean, Tom, I couldn't, I mean, you could relate to this. It is, especially in the summer. Oh my. God, there are there are very few jobs that I would rather not do than that one, dude. I'm telling you, the worst part you get the you get the truck all packed up and then you go, oh shit, I have to now unpack this truck. Yeah. At oh yeah, the next yeah, location. that's half the battle. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you think you're depressing. done and you're not, and then there's six more hours. I mean, of there's that. few things in life worse than moving. Doing it every day, yeah, would no. be. Although awful. I will say, some of those dudes are super efficient. Like I clearly didn't have any idea what I was doing, but the people that have been there long term. They have there's there's a way to the method that is uh, kind of impressive. Oh, they're pros. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they know how to stack the puzzle. It's like Tetris for them. <laughs> so, right. I had a summer job. So my dad uh, like owns a plumbing, heating, and air conditioning company, and so during the summers, sometimes if I couldn't find a job, which would was terrible, uh, was the reason I tried to find other jobs. Was I would have to work for his company, which would include waking up at like five in the morning and doing plumbing, heating, and air conditioning in the summer, which was a disaster. And one time I had to, uh, so basically, like, they work on septic tanks, right, sometimes? And there was one that was, you guys obviously know what a septic tank is. Mm-hmm. Um, they deal with septic tanks. And there was Oof. one at this, like, major company, right? But it, the, the opening to get inside it, to fix it, was only was small enough to where only I can get in it. So I had to go <gasps> in the septic tank in, no. like, the heat of the summer in the basement of this, like, massive corporate building. And that's like Tom. You said the like the hey, like make sure you go to college moment. That was my make sure I go to college moment. Those dude, like that was at, that was my like what the hell? This is unbelievable. I'm in this septic tank. It smells like shit. I'm I'm small. I'm trying to fix this thing and like find a lever somewhere. I'm wearing a full suit and goggles, and I'm like, you know what? This is not what I want to be doing. This is I, this is not for me. I know it right now. It's just 100 percent not for me. Wow. But like I said, it does teach you a lot. It, it actually yeah. you it, need it, jobs yeah. like that. You like don't want sort to be of scraping sh- the nacho cheese or diving in. No, the septic but it gives tank. you perspective on stuff of like how yes. yeah, like how hard people have it. You know, but like you know, the, and you know, some of the, those some of they're all great dudes. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, that was not my finest day uh, <laughs> in, in the uh, in the workforce. So never had to do it again. So that was good, man. But, that would change not, me forever. It did. It was. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten over the smell. 
it was uh, <laughs> it was as bad as you would imagine. Um, yeah. So, so then I got into sports. What's up? What's up? Here All we right. Go. So here's my last one. My final cool, no one cares, power ranking summer edition. It's bug guy. And by this I mean, I cannot stand when a guy or gal gives you the play-by-play of how they got attacked by mosquitoes and how many (laughs) bug bites they have. This is not a new phenomenon. We know in the summertime mosquitoes come out. Working some off, don't complain about it. I don't need to know about, oh, this one's a real big welt. Let me tell you, I was sitting in the field watching a movie on, you know, on Art Hill, and man, I got bit by bugs. And look at all these. I Guess what? Don't need it. Don't need it. We all get bit by bugs. It itches. Get some cortisone, and I don't need the tail. I don't need the story. You know what's funny? I'm going to give you a bonus one, then, that's off of that. Sunburned guy. Oh, yes. Girl. Like, it's the same thing. Like, yep. either prepare yourself for the wear some SPF 30 or whatever you need, lather yourself up every half hour or so if you know that you're a burner. And if you don't, I don't want to hear you complain about it because everybody like we know the consequences if you don't do it. So like if you get sunburn, that's on you, bro. Like I don't want to hear you complaining about it. You guys are really not into skin ailment people. No, it's just like as Michelle said, take the preventative measures. Like work some often, work some, you know, whatever, suntan lotion in. Like you, you are you are the you are creating your own problem here, right? Yes, like, you- figure it out. You are the solution to the problem. <laughs> yeah. So leave leave us out of it. I get it. I, and I don't want to know about your gross bug bites. Like, it's kind of yeah, disgusting. Right. No, well, that's definitely disgusting. Yeah. You know, and then they talk about how itchy they are. Uh, like, yeah. I know they're like, itchy. hey, I'm they suck. Like, we, yeah, we all get it. And then if they're talking about itching, it kind of makes you feel itchy. Right. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. man. And then if you don't wear, and then, you know, if you don't wear suntan lotion and you burn and then you start peeling and people see you peeling, I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, you're disgusting. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Get your peeling skin out of my face. <laughs> you know what? I hate the guy that looks at you after you got sunburned and you know it's your fault. And the guy's like, huh, whew, you really uh, forgot to wear suntan lotion this weekend, huh, Tom? It's like, yeah, I know, man. I know. I'm red. I get it. Thanks. I screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. don't need to rub it in. Anything else? <laughs> you know, you should rub in sunscreen. Yeah. Ne- yes. Next time, rub nice. it in for me. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Get that spot on my back. Charles. Sorry. I don't think you want Why Charles is Charles rubbing, rubbing in yeah. sun tan no. lotion on your back? Uh, I don't know. I just randomly picked the name Charles. Hmm. Weird. I think this is a good place to end. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Classic Tom. All right. You know what time it is. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts. Search for Small Talk. Find it. Click on it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Preferably five stars. And leave a review. Like this person, Sarah Adams. The subject line, let's hang out August 8th or 9th in STL, please. Five stars. Such a huge fan of the pod. Absolutely fawn over the friend dynamic of the three of you. Always amazing to hear about Freeze Pop's attempt at the dating world or Bumble friend stories. And love the new 10,000 Frog saga that really makes me feel great about my own dating life. I'm coming to St. Louis with a fellow huge fan and so badly want to hang out with Michelle and Freeze Pop's IRL. Attempting to tweet at you. And see if we can hang August 8th and 9th specifically. Love you guys. And then she gives her Twitter handle. Wow. Cool. Well, yes, we obviously want to meet up with you, Sarah. Yeah, you know I have no friends, To this pod, we will totally meet up with you and your friend. Thank you for listening. Um, Hit me up on Instagram. Shoot me a DM or tweet at us and we'll figure it out. So, Rudy, can we get you in town for the hang? (laughs) When is it? When are we doing this? August 8th and 9th. 8th or 9th. Oh, that's the week I get back from the Cape. Ooh, I'm already traveling. Damn. I mean, I guess theoretically I am open, but <laughs> so no. How about this? You guys Facetime me, and I will, I will, I will virtually hang out. 
perfect. Wow. There you I go. I will come to the loo. I just don't. I, I, you keep I, saying I'm that, a busy guy. I'm a busy no guy. There's no commitment. There's no. No, there, you know me. There will be. I will at some point. I will make a trip to the loo. I will not let you down. But your boy's got a lot going on. You know. <laughs> Busy man over here. Yeah, busy, listen. busy man. Weekends at the Cape. We oh, get it. Yeah. yeah, listen. It's my one weekend this summer. We get or my one week in the summer. We're getting off. We're hitting up the Cape. I get it. I can't. I can't take the week off to go to St. Louis. Come on, dude. You, you know, Liam will here. kill me. We'll we'll get you a studio. That's true. Liam would kill you. Come on. It's true. You know. Thank you, Michelle. But yes, <laughs> feel free to Facetime me. Okay, perfect. And yes, you know what? Now that we're having this conversation. If you're listening to this podcast and you'll be in the St. Louis area on August 8th and you want to hang out with us, Whoa. maybe we can do like a pod meetup. That's risky, though. Shoot a, No, we won't say where. Shoot us a DM. We will vet you. Make sure you're not a serial killer. <laughs> right? Correct. And that you're legit. Have to be. Because I don't want to put Sarah and her awesome girlfriend in danger either. We're not going to post the weirdo. spot publicly. It's going to be, you're going to individually message us privately yeah. and we'll decide whether or not you're invited. Yeah. And we'll FaceTime Saruti and it'll be the whole squad hanging out. There we go. I'm in. I just, I will, I love meeting. It's going to end up being at Tom's apartment. <laughs> I'm never well, going go the, back there. Go the what the hell? My apartment's great. I'm very clean. Yeah, his art, his beer can decor, his right. art. I mean, that's real art. If you know, him. I'm, I mean, that's. that's I was going to bring up that the, the beer can thing earlier, but then it kind of passed. Maybe I, you should put some beer cans in formaldehyde and sell it <laughs> for sixty grand, or, or, or twelve more. million. Yeah. <laughs> or I was going to say why, or why twelve why, million? Why am I saying? Well, you got to start grand. off low. I mean, I, well, listen, yeah, right, maybe right. maybe there'll be a huge market for that. I was going to say it, it's all market dependent. What if there's yep. a huge market for this? Yep. Um, the last thing I'm going to do is bring two female. Fans of the pod to Tom's apartment. You don't want them to see my Leon Bridges poster. I don't want to bring <laughs> two unsuspecting girls to your apartment. You don't want to subject them to that kind of. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Hey, yeah, there yeah. we go. Bada bing, bada boom. Never again. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, and then one more subject line signed off. Five stars. Good night, fam. Tommy's new catchphrase, dot, 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 fam. A man seeking for connections. Yeah, I mean, I have no friends here, so, yeah, seeking connections. Good night, fam. That kind of invites people to become a part of our fam. So I, I understand why he'd want that to be our sign-off, but I don't think you like that as well, a you, sign-off. You say fam a lot. It's kind of It's kind of thing. a new thing, yeah. It's, it's a thing. phase, for sure. You I'll grow funny. out of it. You know what's weird about that? Fam is like an old thing, but now it's your new phase. Like, I feel like people say fam now. It's like, dude, what year is it? Yeah, it's more, it started out as an ironic thing, and now it's just, I think it's just an easy thing to say, and it just kind of stuck. Right, fam? Say no more, fam. (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought of a sign-off idea. You guys are going to rip me for this, but whatever. I'm I'm trying. Get used to it. Okay, so... um, I like to think of this podcast as kind of like bringing a group chat to life, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we sign it off as something like, because our listeners are a part of that group chat because they're listening every week. I'll hit you in the group chat next week. That's terrible. Okay. Something like that, though? I mean, group chat themed? Good night, Boston rolls off the tongue. It wraps it up. Yeah, that, hey, I know. Hit I did it. I did it in the college. group chat next week. <laughs> no, talking to that. the creator of Good Night Boston. So, yeah. hey, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, guys. I mean, no, no bad ideas at the, at the writers' table. No, right? there are bad ideas. That was a bad one. That's all right. You know, hit okay. you in the group chat next week. Yeah. yeah. You know what's weird about that is nobody that. in the group chat says we'll hit you in the group. Like yeah. nobody says goodbye in the group chat. It's the group chat. It's always open. I yeah, know. It's I'm a just... running timeline. <laughs> guys, I'm trying here. 
You guys got anything better? How about that? No, fam. (laughs) And on that note, let's wrap this up. We'll be back in action next week. We still don't have a proper sign-off. So until then, bye. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.